0: You're listening to the Million Dollar Sellers Podcast with your host, Nick Schuchat. Today's show features another amazing entrepreneur who has found success online. Now, let's learn what it takes to be a million dollar seller. Hey, what is up, everyone? Welcome to the Million Dollar Sellers Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Schuchat. Today we've got Mike Engel on uh, the podcast. What's up, Mike? How's it going, man?
1: Hi, Nick. Glad to be here. Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, man. We're we're excited to have you. Stoked to have you in the group, man. And uh, I know you're a new member uh, as well this year. So, you know, for a, a lot of people might not recognize Mike's name, but uh, you know, Mike, you you mentioned you've been selling since about 2016 on, on Amazon. You guys. Uh, crossed the million-dollar mark in around late 2018, uh, messed around with some wholesale, good time to get into wholesale for sure. Uh, but now it sounds like you guys are more focused on that that private label business model, uh, which is where a lot of MBS guys end up. You know, I think that's a path that a lot of us take. Uh, so it's always interesting to hear those stories when new members come in. Um, but Mike, there's some, some other interesting things about you, man. I I know you're a pretty busy guy. You've got, I think you said three or four boys. You just had one too, right? Three, three
1: three little boys. Yeah. And you just had your third. Is that right? Well, yeah. Two years ago. Two years ago. Yeah. Six year old, a four year old and a two year old. Okay.
0: Yeah. That's kind of close. Uh, my oldest just turned 10 which I felt like that like really impacted me. I was like, man, I've been a dad yeah. for 10 years.
1: <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine.
0: Um, so yeah, I'm sure the kids keep you busy, man. Excited to learn more about your family life and, and what you've got going on there. I'm sure you've got some interesting, interesting thoughts in your head around that, man. And like one <laughs> aspect of yourself that is really interesting to me is this journey of meditation that you've mentioned, uh, this is something that I'm actually pretty passionate about myself but uh, you you've really taken it to the next level Mike you said you spent five years <laughs> in like yeah. a solo uh, meditative journey like how did yeah. you how did you end up there
1: well long 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 story but I'll try and keep it more or less short um, I grew up with uh, some exposure to Buddhism and okay. and different things as I grew up with my dad, primarily. Um, He was running a nonprofit where he was actually taking scientists to go dialogue with the Dalai Lama. So there was this really interesting meeting that he was hosting where there was really top-notch scientists, physicists or neurologists or, or whoever, chemists. And they would go and they would sit and they would explain their field to His Holiness the Dalai Lama. And what they saw really quickly was that the Dalai Lama was very sharp and it started changing from being them teaching him to being more of a dialogue. And they were learning as much from him as he was from them. And so somehow just by chance, by luck really, I got to be around these kind of people, which are really, really amazing people. And they had a huge influence on me. Just having that exposure, being able to see those conferences, being able to sit and talk with these people, um, it had a big effect on me. And I remember when I was about 14 or 15, my dad was talking to me about meditation. And he said, you know how your mind is kind of jumping around all the time? And I said, yeah, actually, I did notice that it's kind of it's going wild, (laughs) you know, like just totally nuts most of the time. And that was, you know, 15, That was smoking a lot, drinking, getting in trouble. It was kind of like me and my brother. I have a two-year-old older brother. And we were kind of getting into trouble and, and doing different things. And, and so he said to me, uh, well, you know, we call that the monkey mind. Okay. And that's actually something that you can train. And I said, really? And he said, yeah, when you, when you practice meditation, you're actually learning to work with that. And you can train it to be more calm and focused. And I said, Well, that's interesting. And he said, Would you like to learn? I said, Sure. Um, and then later that year, he took me to some sort of uh, teachings where it was about a week long where I learned for my first time. And it was really difficult, you know, being 15 and having no exposure to that, or like actually sitting and trying to watch your mind and, and follow your breath. It's challenging. And trying to do that for a number of hours every day, it's, it's hard. So, I came out of that with a good taste of it, but also really wanting more. Um, There's something that just clicked. It just made sense to me. This idea that our happiness, our, our well-being, isn't necessarily based on these external conditions that we put so much effort into, but it can be something that we can cultivate from the inside out. Yeah. And I was getting exposed to people who had had really difficult lives. The, a lot of these Tibetan teachers went through torture and different things with the Chinese invasion into Tibet. And they've been living as refugees, refugees, but some of them were actually imprisoned and tortured. And they actually came out happy. They didn't come out more traumatized or totally broken people. They had this glow to them. And it was something I'd never seen before. I and I still, I don't, you don't see this in people. Kind of like their eyes are moist with compassion, something like that. And so I was really impressed seeing that there could be people who are just kind of radiating happiness and joy and love from the inside out. And and it was almost contagious being around them. And I always felt like that when I was around the Dalai Lama too. Kind of he laughs and he's very joyful. He's very kind of fun, and you you get you, you get happy around him. And so. As I grew up more, I started trying to learn more about that. How can I do that? How can I train my mind? How can I practice? Started doing different practices, learning different uh, traditions, and then um, went to, through my college and studied philosophy and psychology. And uh, after, after university, I went to um, Nepal and I did some research for about a year in a monastery. I was researching uh, attention training monastic education um and then after that i i ended up in this five-year retreat in southern france
0: nice. and it was
1: kind of like this culmination of me kind of going in that direction always um always wanting to see if i could train my mind and what would happen like to what extent i could do that and after you know shortly i think when i was maybe 17 when i started practicing regularly okay and i kind of i made a commitment to do like 30 minutes a day and then i just stuck with that and i've stuck with that and then it kind of increased and, and, and grew but what what i started to see was really big changes in, in my mind and it's not like i was super blissful and peaceful and just like this kind of ball of joy or light or something like that it was just more like my mind was more clear or yeah. calm and I had more space with my thoughts and emotions. So emotions would come up, lots of emotions, 17 year old boy, you know, in university, it's like, there's a lot of things going on there, but I wasn't necessarily getting caught or wrapped up in it, in the way that yeah. I had been before. So slowly this process of learning, like, what is my mind really? How do I work with my mind? What are thoughts, you know, where do thoughts come from? Yeah. Where do they go? You know, it's kind of like these things that we never even question. And I started to really see that our education system is so focused on on these things that, you know, math and science and all this stuff is really great. It's great to know it. But there was no education about how to work with your own mind. And it's just this thing that has been lacking. And now it's starting to be introduced in the education system with different um, programs. And then it's taking off and they see a lot of benefits and kids can do this. Kids can learn this. Yeah. And it's very, it's not like a woo-woo meditation, religious thing at all. It's, right. it's you know, scientifically proven and it's just uh, kind of like a fact and you can yeah. discover it for yourself. You just sit, start watching your breath. You see what your mind does and you keep training it and you start creating new habits. In the end, it's this way of working to learn how to um, direct your attention, relate to your experiences, and slowly, slowly, that becomes a new habitual way of being. And it's just like playing the piano or anything. At the beginning, you're super clumsy. Your fingers don't know how to make those movements. And that's normal. Any instrument, any, anything that we actually learn how to do in the beginning is challenging. The same with practice. But so slowly, if you keep doing it, keep doing it, You start to see that you actually create a habit. Some new neural pathways are created and it becomes easier and easier. And then your mind just stays focused maybe a couple seconds longer. Yeah. Or maybe when you're distracted, you just recognize you're distracted sooner and you come back to your breath. Or you're in the midst of a fight with your spouse and you recognize that you're fighting and you're like really angry and you kind of like step back. It's like these little spaces of between you and the emotion or you and the thought um, that are just priceless really, because it's in those moments that we have the capacity to choose our response. We can decide what we want to do. Otherwise, it's just like this current and we follow the habits and tendencies, things we learned, you know, models from our parents or society, what we've seen in movies, all these things. And we just kind of go with it. And then in a big fight, And then things can really get out of hand, You get divorced, you know, it's like things can just go full on. But if you kind of like step back in that moment, it gives you space. So it's not necessarily like, uh, for me, it was never that, you know, I'm having like really deep, profound, mystical experiences. I had, you know, different experiences, but it was more of this practical day to day, how to be happy, how to be, um, content. How to have some sense of well-being through understanding what my emotions are, what my mind is, and how to work with it, and really practically being in there and training it, working with it. Um, and now, you know, you get to a point where it kind of like you can't. It's difficult to go back, you know. Yeah. And if if, if I stop practicing or whatever, then I'd see kind of how different I feel or. It's just it's kind of the, the 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 weight, the momentum goes to a point where you can't really go back. Man, so, man it's, yeah.
0: I, I love the way you you explain things. I think it's it's very tangible for people, and in the way that you. Because meditation, like you mentioned, it was very mystical, you know, like you're you're thinking like Ezekiel and in in the old Testament, like to a river, seeing things come out of the sky or something crazy, like, and that's not what it is. And it doesn't have to take up a lot of your time. Like I've noticed benefits from, you know, from when I first started doing 10 minute headspace meditations a day. And within a couple of days, I noticed a difference. And now like I don't do it daily. It's, it's definitely one of my more regular things that I do, but mm. I get in these moments where I get busy and it is one of those things I'll, I'll put yeah. off. And I know it's yeah. a bad decision. I know I'm, I, it's a red <laughs> flag when I start putting that off. Cause I need yeah. it, Mike. Like yeah. I, yeah. I, I know if someone <laughs> would have come to me at 16, 17 and asked me to go on a retreat, you know, I, I definitely would not have gone. Even, yeah, even, especially if it was my dad you know, and, and I was going through a lot of similar things that you mentioned. But my my story went pretty bad, you know, yeah. before I got myself on track. But it was those things. Uh, med- meditation allowed me to kind of deal with the craziness in my mind and yeah. and get some control over it, which led me to years later truly developing an identity of who I wanted to be and in yeah. a plan yeah. for becoming that person. And I eventually realized like, that's where a lot of my issues came from is I just had new, no idea who the hell I wanted to be. And I was just yeah. out there doing what everyone else wanted me to do.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> so, yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, you know, meditation was, was critical, you know, for me, I've been diagnosed with ADHD. So, mm. you know, the meditation helps me, immensely um and i think you just touched on so many good stuff man and people don't realize how powerful our brains are i think people forget yeah, that yeah. these days and the content that you are watching is affecting yeah. your brain because of how powerful it is and those yeah, neural absolutely. pathways and yeah, the shaping absolutely. like it's it's crazy man but you know it, that information can be overwhelming And, you know, if, if you're struggling with these things, as you listen to this and you're like, man, this might help me like, you know, 10 minutes a day, get the headspace app. Or like, I'm sure Mike has some suggestions of exercises that, that work well for him. Uh, I mean, what would you say to someone who, you know, believes in what you're saying and is ready to, to give it a shot? Like, where would you tell them to start?
1: Yeah, I think. I think there's like, it'd be interesting. First of all, I'd like to have a conversation with them just to see really where they're at. But a lot of us have this sense of um, like, it's difficult for us to slow down. I don't know how else to say it. It's like, we are so wired with our lives. And you know, first thing, when you wake up, you can, can just turn on your phone and start looking at things. And then it's like, you have emails, you have social media, you have, Messages you have, you know your seller central account. It's like you can just see all this stuff automatically. Like things just start moving, so so your mind starts moving, and we don't really have this capacity. Not necessarily because as humans we don't have it, just because we haven't really trained it or right. or gotten familiar with it. Just letting go and being. And so we get in this space where we're like, we got the to-do list set up that we set up the day before. And then we kind of like get into the to-do list and we start cranking things out, moving, moving, moving. And, And that speed makes our minds move around. So our minds are moving around, thinking about next thing and this and that and that. And that agitates us at some very subtle level at least. And so then a lot of times when we try and stop, when we try and slow down, it doesn't really happen. It's like the momentum is going too fast. Um, and so we have this sense of kind of like, you sit down to do something like meditation, but your mind is like, boom, boom, boom. It's moving really fast. And you're thinking a lot of things and, or you feel kind of like agitated. You feel like you can't sit still. And sometimes even we go on vacation and we just want to relax on vacation. And, and, and it's difficult. Takes three um,
0: days just to
1: get into exactly. vacation. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. It's like decompressing, no? Yeah, and and um, so so what a lot of times when I teach because after you know after I did my retreat, I came out and I started teaching, um, and doing kind of like coaching and things like that, but also teaching groups and teaching a lot online to businesses in the U.S. Um, and and a lot of times what I talk about is this sense of just dropping. It's this, it's this kind of skill that we can learn that we know how to do. Like, if you had a really hard day of work and you just don't want to do anything else, and you kind of like turn off your phone and you just like, you just drop, you know? It's this thing of, it's actually some form of surrendering, of being kind of vulnerable and letting go. Because a lot of times we're trying to control. So there's the bottom underlying attempt of ourselves to, or our ego or, idea of what should be happening how things should be and you know if i don't do that if i'm not on top of things like it's gonna go bad yeah and so we don't actually give ourselves that permission to draw you know and that's why when we wake up first thing we kind of like start moving things making sure everything's okay making everything's organized so that things go okay um so and that's why when we're on vacation, you know, we have to take those days to decompress to actually, mm-hmm. because those, those outer conditions aren't there of working or whatever. We've kind of like set the the boundaries, like I'm not going to work for a week and it's going to be okay, but we're so habituated to that. So that sense of letting go of just dropping, maybe if you've exercised a lot, you have that sense too of like, yeah. you just, just yeah, I- you just rest. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think a lot of it, like, it it's, it's kind of like the power versus force idea, right? Like meditation yeah. allows you to have more, more power over things versus forcing something yeah. to happen in those high stress moments, fight with the wife, you know, tough exactly. situation with the kids. And, and you just have, you know, you have more, instead of trying to force something to happen, you know, you're like, you mentioned that space between your thought and your action and that's power that's leverage like when you have that space that can be applied to anything in your life you know whatever role you're wearing in that moment executive father husband whatever it may be um you know that's the power i've experienced from it and i'm not even like a serious practitioner of it um but it, it's there. I just get so blown away because I think it can solve really serious problems without <laughs> a lot of time invested. Yeah. Like it's, yeah, yeah. And, and it's, like it's in us, right? Like it's innate, it's programmed into exactly. our, our bodies. So, in my opinion, when, you, when you're able to, to let your mind calm down a little bit, you, you actually tap into it relatively quickly because it's there it's been there for a long time in our dna and it's in every single one of us exactly Um, so if you really give it a shot i think a lot of people like they can relate to taking a breath right they're stressed out oh i need to take a breath well take 10 you know take 20 you know and you're getting a step closer to meditation as you take your mind off your thoughts and a little more on your breath you know, I think that's a step in the right direction. I think a lot of those guided meditations seem to start out that way.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. As well,
0: I always thought it was funny when I was doing Headspace. I got to like pro level five, and it was just like <laughs> nothing. <laughs> it, was like, it was nothing. I was like, well, I don't need Headspace. I guess I don't need this anymore. Yeah, right. Um, it was All just right. the guy Andy, like right at the beginning and right at the end.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, no. But it it's is. a great I mean,
0: experience to be able, I, I know for me, you know, in anyone else who has ADHD, you know, undiagnosed or diagnosed, whatever it may be like being able to let your mind be at ease and not think about much and maybe just look at the sunset or the sunrise yeah, is it's priceless,
1: man. Absolutely. Um, that's, that's, that's another really big thing. It's like this sense of being present for your life. Yeah, that's what in I also saw. You know exactly. I saw you know that I was, you know, trying to do well in university, trying to do well in my studies, and it was kind of like trying to move everything to be successful. And then I was losing all of this really nice possible moments, and they're, yeah. they're always there. They're they're just there, you know. And it's like now I'm I see it with my family. You know, you're with the kids, and it's like yes. kids is just super stressful, you know, being with kids and little kids and they fight and they scream and they demand things and they pee and they, you know, it's just kind of like they're hungry and it's, you're just kind of like moving all the time. But there's all these little sweet moments in there that oftentimes we can miss so easily because we're just with emotions or thinking about things we need to do or we have all these things going on. So learning some skills to just drop, like you said, just being with your breath taking deep breaths just allowing yourself to really let go um and if you can just give yourself that permission to let go then automatically some space opens up and then you can just like you said watch the sunset or just like watch your kid play or you know just hug your spouse or something it's not necessarily like have to be these because i think we're so agitated we look for bigger experiences to kind of break that agitation so we kind of look for you know a big like skydiving or something so kind of it it cuts through that but really if we can let that agitation kind of release then there's a lot of these more simple everyday things that are actually really nice you know like hot showers are really nice or like a nice cup of coffee or a piece of chocolate cake you know it's yeah. really nice But a lot of times it's was like oh that cake looks so good and then it's like wow first bite really nice and then it's like the rest of the bites you're like you're on your phone you know and you're yeah. eating but you're not actually just yep. savoring it's something about savoring what your actual life is um while you can because because it changes
0: yeah. Especially once you have kids and stuff, like time just starts to go by so much faster. Things yeah. really do start to change. And those moments become so much more precious, man. And like, you know, I think it's important to be proactive about this idea of being present because yeah, not to, uh, I think uh, even, even to this day, sometimes I'll catch myself. Cause I still like I still try to do a lot. I do, uh, you yeah. know, I have a lot going on. I've got the kids, I've got the house, I've got a lot going on. I like to take care of myself. I like to hit the yeah. gym, you know, yeah. stuff like that. So it it keeps me busy, but I caught myself scheduling time with my kids, which is a good thing. Right. But then I, mm-hmm. I catch myself not being able to get off my phone and I'm like yeah, yeah. taking a walk <laughs> with my son and, and he's talking to me and I'm just like this. And he's like, dad, dad, yeah, dad. i, dad. Yeah, and I like, you know, just start. And, and it's funny because I think our, our, for me, sometimes my first initial reaction is be like frustrated.
1: Yeah. yeah it's like, <laughs> why are you in. bothering? <laughs> you know, like, why are you bothering
0: me? And I'm like, geez, like, what is wrong with me right yeah, now? Yeah, like, this yeah. is time I scheduled for him. I can't stay off my phone. Like I'm so wrapped up in this, like I need to just be present. It's that push and pull man because like yeah, you're yeah. at work you're thinking about missing the kids you're with the kids you're thinking about
1: work <laughs> like it's yeah yeah totally <laughs> and it's, it's and really
0: I, like that yeah it's really like that and i think meditation is the the salute meditation journaling helps you yeah. know like you know a little gratitude routine yeah, stuff yeah. like that that can take you know, this is stuff that can take three minutes, you do a couple times a day, and it'll have a huge impact on, on yeah. your life and those people around you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's like, it's creating that habit, you know, yeah. so when you do this gratitude thing, it's like you're creating the habit to have appreciation for the things in your life. And appreciation is, is just pure gold, you know, it changes everything. Yeah. When you appreciate what you have, it just makes your life so much better. And there's all these, like I was saying, these little things like hot showers or whatever moments with your kids that, that we most of the time just don't appreciate. And if you just start appreciating, you feel like your life is already that much better, even though it's the same as it's always been, more or less, you know. But I think this, this thing also of being with kids, you know, it's been really interesting for me to be, uh, to start a family. And we started family like very quickly, you know, my 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 wife and and we started having kids quickly and then like back <laughs> to back. <you> know? And yeah. <laughs> like, it wasn't necessarily planned, but it happened. And, yeah. so it's like, and it's intense having like, you know, one baby after the next and then the next. And you had all these little guys around. And, and I think that has really given me this, this opportunity to kind of grow into that. Um, yeah. And there's so many, like you said, so many so many things it's, you know it's like work it's the house it's you know your own well-being but it's also like what does it mean to be a father you know mm-hmm. and like how do I, and then like a, a husband or you know a spouse and how do I relate in that situation and all these kind of which are is very different having a family as opposed to just being with a couple it's just like you know the dynamics change so much so I think the practice gives you that space, like you were saying, even if it's just that moment um, while you're you know, having a discussion or before you say something. Or it's like you know, a lot of times when I, when I teach, I talk about this, this moment when you're practicing and you recognize you're distracted.
0: Mm-hmm. And that,
1: that actual moment is as precious as yeah. being focused because that moment if you if you train yourself to recognize when you're distracted then you can catch yourself throughout the day you know yeah. and then just just recognizing you're distracted you're already aware yeah
0: exactly. i think it's important to like for everyone listening to kind of repeat that because in the moment it might seem bad oh i'm all yeah, over the yeah, place. Exactly. I'm a mess i'm exactly. distracted but no that's the progress like when you
1: exactly. when you lift
0: weights they have good cues and bad cues and that's a good cue Uh, Exactly (laughs) in meditation for sure
1: exactly so you catch yourself distracted and then automatically you're aware and then you can be aware of anything it's not like okay i'm aware i have to follow my breath and if you're with your kids you're just like okay i'm distracted thinking about work and then you're just kind of like i'm just gonna be with him yeah Um, or just be with my wife or whatever it is um and then i think also this you know, as you do different practices and you continue with the practices, there's also this letting go of um, kind of yourself in some ways. You this, you become a bit more expansive and less kind of um, controlling and trying to hide or, or keep, you know, you because we have fixed I- ideas of who we are and how we yeah. should be. And when you start practicing, you start to see that. Those are just kind of your ideas and they actually change all the time. And so maybe we could actually get in there and start working some of those to loosen them up so that we're more happy in fact. And so you have some idea like I'm bad at public speaking and then you just never even try because I'm bad at it. And so, so those moments that you can kind of loosen those things up and, and open them up and then act in different ways. And, like play with your kids or whatever and kind of like roll on the ground and just just get into their level of what it's like to be a three-year-old you know it's actually kind of it's interesting it's kind of fun you know yeah it's great watching
0: the kids like just just be themselves and exactly you, you get to kind of like see the it kind of reminds me of meditation in a way that it's just like, it's, it's just pure. It flows. It's organic. Exactly. It's, and it's just happening and it's, yeah. you know, there's no good, or there's no labeling. Yeah. I mean, well, I guess yeah, yeah. parents will use, some parent will come in and put a label on something yeah.
1: happening. But, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Um, You know, it, it's usually just great to watch them, them do their thing, man. Yeah, very uh, spontaneous. Mike, how do you think this stuff has served you in, in, you know, in, in the business world and in what you have yeah. going on now, like, you know, with with your children as well. Like, um, I'm interested to hear yeah. about, you know, if you think it helped you with business, uh, you mentioned yeah. you thought you felt like you kind of got lucky on on that. Uh, yeah. So yeah, why don't you touch on that a little bit?
1: I think I think it's this thing, like I'm saying, it's just this overall uh, fundamental sense of, of who you are and how you work with your experiences all the time and, and starting businesses, is, is you're kind of putting yourself out there, no? You're kind of going on this limb of like, is this going to work? Am I putting all my energy into this thing that might just crap out at the end? And there's all these hopes, fears, um, different emotions that are constantly coming up. And then dealing with Amazon too is like a whole other level of of nightmare you know yep. like they change the rules they shut down a listing it's kind of like you're like oh my god you know? <laughs> and you're kind of like meditating they, in between suspensions <laughs> 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 it's like, you, know, you they create you create a whole system based on one thing that works really well and then they just like no we're not going yep. to do that anymore and you're yep. like oh man and so there's this need to be really dynamic and um i think that's actually how life is in fact life is constantly changing and a lot of times we kind of treat it as a more stagnant or fixed thing it's like more permanent like well this, this is going to be like this and it's always going to be like that but actually it's much more in flux and in flow and so um i think when you practice and when you do practice you start to create more flexibility in your mind to be able to move with all those changes absolutely and uh, the ups and downs too and you you know you see also you're getting very emotionally charged about something. It's just having a bit more clarity about the whole thing. It's not necessarily like I walk through and like Zen blitz like wisdom kind of making perfect decisions all the time. Yeah. It's more like I'm kind of going through the thing like everybody but maybe I'm not getting as wrapped up. And maybe because I'm not getting so wrapped up, I have a bit more clarity to not make that decision. And I'm not just so scared of that happening that I kind of like just do a bunch of things. Then it turns out that that was actually a bad choice. So it's more like this process of of going through the same thing as everyone else, but just maybe with some more or different tools at my disposal to work with them. and, and like I said, that for, for starting a business or for family, you know, relationships and, and kids and what it means to be a parent and how you want to show up in those roles as well, um, kind of taking that space to also see, like I mentioned before, we have these beliefs of how we are, or who we are. And to kind of question them and kind of yeah. is that really true can i make that wiggle can i you know is that really how i want to be yeah like did i just yell at my kid for no really good reason like do i really want to just yell at him every time he does that or can right. i kind of shift that and or like you know something around in the business and the way you relate to the people who are working with you um and you know i've i've read some really great literature about uh, how to incorporate kind of meditation or compassion or selflessness into into um, companies. And that's actually been really helpful for me to see too because I see that, um, see that it's benefiting a lot of other companies because we have this idea that, you know, to be successful, it's like, you know, don't, you know, show no compassion to your, right. you know, it's kind of like you have, it's competitive, it's, you know, focusing on yourself, your own success, cutthroat, all the rest of it. But then maybe there's other companies that are doing things in other ways. And in fact, it's working a lot better because you're creating different cultures within the company that are, that are supportive amongst each other. And everybody feels actually happier. And in the end, what you're doing is creating something that people are happy to be doing with their life. It gives them purpose, it gives them meaning, it gives them friendship, it makes them want to be there. And if your company isn't that, then ultimately you're going to lose them because that's what they want. Everybody yeah. wants that in their life. Yeah. So if you're not thinking about the well being of everybody in the company, then you're kind of like automatically cutting the well being of the company itself or the, the lifespan or the growth or the capacity of the company. So seeing how some of these same concept when they're applied into the business world it's kind of it's a shift in perspective which is actually really interesting for me and and it's actually very nice for me to kind of it feels like I can do all this in a way that's kind of in line with what I want to be like something like that which has been nice you know before I started getting into business and stuff I was like oof. Yeah, You know, cause I didn't, I didn't get into business when I was younger. You know, I was like studying psychology, I was studying philosophy. But How then long one point, was it
0: after the five year uh, journey that you got? Is that when you started your business was after, after that?
1: Yeah, it was, it was a few years after that. Okay. It was, yeah. Cause right after that, I started teaching and, okay. and doing coaching. And then, and then maybe after doing that for two or three years, I started getting into business. And how been, did that been, happen
0: how did you come across uh, how did you come across opportunity
1: it was just you know family some family member wanted to to start something like this and they came up to me and said like would you be interested and i happened to have some contacts that nice. could kind of support the whole thing so it was like like i was saying to you before it's kind of like conditions just came together for it to actually be successful you know because yeah. i could have kind of tried to do it and it could have just bomb um, you know so when it's, I when I
0: <laughs> it's amazing <when> how I, <laughs> life throws stuff like that at you
1: yeah I know it's kind of like for me when I do it and and as I do it I don't think that I'm like super clever great entrepreneur it's more like um I see that it, there's so many conditions there that are supporting the whole thing to work or not, and people too from people who are like working with me the people who uh they're supposedly working for me or whatever it's kind of like i'm part of a bigger thing yeah i play a role in it but and that at the same time you know i play a very responsible one i have a big role in that sense and i can you know i can kind of like shut the whole thing down if i just wanted to but at the same time it's it kind of it opens the space so it's not just about me yeah and then it's kind of like wow great we did it what are you
0: good at, bad at in the business? Like, what do you find yourself doing I'm bad. mostly? I'm,
1: I'm bad at numbers, you know, and kind of okay. like <laughs> focusing. I'm not like a good, like, just like I'm going to do the accounts and, and yeah. focus on numbers and like,
0: numbers aren't my thing either like a lot of things I can I can visualize in my mind but if the if a math problem involves more than like four things then I, I need I need the whiteboard and some
1: notes yeah yeah or calculator yeah someone else you know so <laughs> someone else <for me, laughs> exactly. take someone else to do it I for me it's like getting into all that it's yeah it's not my strong suit but I you know I kind of thrive in the space of creativity and kind okay. of uh, kind of like problems creating systems figuring out what it's the next thing it's kind of and for me that's much more interesting for me and before yeah. when I've worked in companies, and I had that space in the company I did really well but then when I kind of like they started putting more kind of like no you should be just focusing on this and this and this then I was kind of like oof. yeah that's not really my cup of tea so so in that sense this work of being an entrepreneur is, is really nice for me. Yeah. As it's this creative space, um, which, which kind of nourishes something inside of me.
0: And now you're doing just private label or are you guys still doing some wholesale?
1: We're still doing some wholesale, but shifting okay. in the private label. Um, okay. And the private label has been really, really nice. It's been a nice shift because I'm, like I was saying, it creates, there's much more of that space for creativity.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Exactly. Uh, and, do something. and you get yeah.
0: to own it too right like you exactly. get to create something and it's it's yours exactly um, versus like you know creating a bundle for a wholesale client you know <laughs> exactly. like it's just different right because it's like yeah, yeah. You, you know, they can still shut that bundle down if they if they feel yeah. like it but your yeah product absolutely is your product absolutely um, so that, that's exciting
1: it's yeah it's kind of like creating your own thing and, and you have ownership but it's also that process of I'm interested in the branding. I'm interested in the, the content. I'm interested in how the customers are receiving it. You know, for me, like we've been doing some some stuff with Instagram and I really like it, you know. Like I have someone else working on it, but I like to to look at it and I like to see what they're saying and I like to to see how it's helping, you know, or or not and, and learn more. And so at the end trying to create something that brings benefit to, to others. And then uh, kind of being creative about how that can grow or how that can change or what needs to be changed or, or tweaked with it or, or not. Um, so that's more or less what I like.
0: Awesome, man. Yeah. That's it. That's exciting. Is that part of the reason why you joined uh, MDS? Cause you were getting more into the private label stuff.
1: Yeah. Well, I don't know I I'd, I'd heard about it I have a friend who's in MBS and he'd always just praised it so much you know and and then I wanted to just check out and see what it was like and I've been I've been totally blown away. I mean, you get in there and there's like all these posts and you're like, wow, yeah, spend all this time going through posts and posts and posts. And you're just like, OK, I got to like I got to go back and redo some of these things I've been doing, you know? Yeah, like I'm I've been learning so much and it's just and it's, it's, it's I'm incredibly impressed not just about the quality of what people are saying, but like the the quality of care for everyone it's just yeah. like everyone's like a good friend super kind to everyone yeah i'm i'm just blown away that there's this group of really nice people doing this it is crazy like, really man. good at amazon you know
0: yeah everyone's so great I've, I've seen the group grow from i think around like 300 people you know now we're a little over 500 and they do such a good job just finding the right culture fit yeah uh for the group like everyone is just uh you can really just meet someone for the first time and it's kind of like you've known them for a while. Like there's, there's yeah. an instant kind of comfortability factor, uh, that, that comes along with it. Uh, yeah. it's, it's been life changing for me, man. Are you, are you, are you scheduled for any events coming up?
1: I would li- I'm, you know, cause I'm in Europe. I want to go to the one in Europe. Right. Yes. It's a bit okay. more tricky for me to get over, over the other side of the pond and, And especially go to the other side of the pond with the kids with the COVID and all the rest of it. So we've been very much just in Spain. We've been going around Europe a bit. Last summer, we did a bit of a surfing trip down to southern Spain and into Portugal. Okay. um, Nice. With a van. I I was just
0: watching uh, the Super, I think the Super Tubos. Uh, oh, contest yeah. was on which was in Portugal and yeah of course Nazare, and I think our events I think the event's gonna be in Lisbon
1: in July. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. Um
0: so yeah I haven't made it out there yet to that side of the water. So
1: yeah yeah it's make nice. that happen.
0: But
1: it's that's nice. cool man. It's, I didn't yeah. know
0: you sir if you guys any other hobbies, anything else you do with the family?
1: Uh well my kids actually go to a four school. I mean they're four, the four year old and the six year old um they go to a forest school and we live, we're not like in Barcelona. We're a bit outside of Barcelona and there's the closest mountains, but it's called Mont Seine. Okay. And, um, we spend a lot of time in the mountain in nature at the river. I try and go every day with my two year old down to the river and awesome. just hang out, um, or go down to the beach, bike around here. We do a lot of kind of mountain biking, um, as a family. And, uh, I started trying to get into kite surfing. Okay. And that was, was nice. I like it. But it's just it's challenging doing anything when you got three little kids. You know, How <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
0: <It's like, laughs> where,
1: where am I going to get the time And I also feel a little bit guilty kind of like, okay, you're gonna be with the three kids today to my wife, yeah. you know, because I know what it's like when she goes, oh, for yeah. the day and I'm like, with the three kids, it's kind of like,
0: yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> you feel bad, you know.
0: I'm gonna go have a really good time doing this <laughs> exactly. really great thing all by myself. Exactly. will exactly. see you
1: later. <laughs> I'll send you some photos, you know. I'll send you some you, photos, and you come back, and you're in the super good mood, and they're yeah. like burnt out from yeah. like screaming babies, and they're like your turn. Take yeah. it over. Yeah.
0: yeah, man. Yeah, that that's how it plays out, man. <laughs> well, Mike, dude, it has been great chatting with you. Uh, I, I really look forward to meeting you in person um, sure. and engaging more with you in the community. Um, before we sign off, I do just want to ask you a couple quick questions. I think it'll be valuable sure. for the audience. Um, and then when we wrap up, uh, just let them know where, where they can reach out to you, man. Maybe some people are interested in uh, some of the teaching and stuff you do as well. Sure, um, sure so mike what's what's one of the best personal books you've read that you would recommend
1: well there's a lot of them but it th- th- just came to mind when i was 18 i read tuesdays with maury i don't know if okay. you've ever read that i have not you read it it's, it's short it's very nice and um it's about a a man who is dying and the younger man who goes to visit him, and the younger man is a journalist who, who ended up writing the book. And it's kind of like what he learned from that experience. And it's very powerful. Okay. And I remember it just kind of like, you know, this sense of death and impermanence that we're actually going to die, and we just do not think about that at all. Especially at um, but when yeah Exactly. But when you kind of like put your life in that, in that framework, and that perspective, a lot of things become more clear. Yeah. Like I'm like, okay, this is a waste of my time. This is a waste of my time. This is really important to me. And so for me, that's always been something that I try to be aware of and we have these moments of it, but you know, when you're like your grandparent dies or whatever, Yeah. but then when you have this moment, you're like, wow, wow. You know, so heavy. I'm never going to see grandpa again. And then well maybe i'm going to die too and but then we kind of get back into work and we get back into life and you forget so i think for me that book really creating that space to have um that perspective to put things into into perspective of what's important in your life okay all right i like it what about
0: uh what about a business book what what book has helped you? You, you touched yes, on a cool subject earlier, which was you know that yeah the idea of of being this giving person through business. I think was
1: yeah it's called you know, it's too. called the Mind of the Leader. Okay. Um, it's yeah it's a pretty it's more recent, and uh, it's by a uh, someone named Rasmus Pougard. I think his last name is um, and Jacqueline Carter, and they were. Uh, there's some people who teach kind of mindfulness meditation compassion and different things in different businesses with a with a program called the potential project
0: okay and it's kind of right. second
1: book they came out with and it's 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 great you know for me it's been really nice to see those ideas i've also been thanks to you and this lovely podcast i've been looking at traction and nice. i've really been really enjoying it that's a good um, one i think yeah yeah, it, yeah. That's doing the vision, the whole vision thing. That's where I'm at, you know, but very nice. It's kind kind of of like a a
0: meditation practice for (laughs) for a business somewhat. Like I I like the way they package things and kind of have you slow down a little bit and focus. And I like traction because it, I think it allows, it allows you to amplify who you are versus telling you, you should be a different way.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's what I like about traction. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, Mike, well, why don't you go ahead and let, them, let the let the listeners know where they can reach out to you, man, if they want some more info on on your meditation practice and, and the teachings you do.
1: Yeah, sure. I mean, if you want, you can just send me an email at mike.angle, E-N-G-L-E at gmail.com, but also just reach out to me in the group um, if you're an MDS. But if you're not an MDS, send me an email there, and then, then we can set up some time to just chat and see if how I can help really if there's any way but I would love to you know for me it's I feel very fortunate to be able to have been exposed to a lot of this stuff and uh, been exposed to a lot of really wonderful people who nurtured me taking that time to train me and teach me how to do everything and so for me, if I can give back even just a little bit to anyone, I'm very happy to do it.
0: Absolutely.
1: Um, so, so yeah, if anyone's right. interested, please do reach out.
0: All right, Mike. Well, it's been great, man. Good chatting with you. And, and I look forward to doing it again sometime soon. Thanks, man.
1: Okay. Cheers. Thanks so much, Nick. Are you a million dollar seller
0: looking to network with like-minded entrepreneurs? Apply for membership now at milliondollarsellers.com. Leave us a review and subscribe now so you don't miss out on next week's episode.